What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. According to the Alzheimer's Association 2010 Alzheimer's Disease Facts and Figures Report, Hispanics are about 1.5 more times more likely to develop Alzheimer's disease than whites. Hispanics have a higher rate of Alzheimer's than whites to have Alzheimer's and dementia. Hispanics, Latinos face a higher risk of Alzheimer's disease and other dementias because, like the general population in the United States, they are living longer but have higher rates of cardiovascular risk factors. Risk factors for vascular disease mainly diabetes, high blood pressure and high cholesterol may also be risk factors for Alzheimer's and stroke-related dementia. Latinos in the United States have higher rates of diabetes, putting them at greater risk for developing Alzheimer's. Hispanics are the fastest growing population in the United States. During the first half of the 21st century, the number of Hispanic elders with Alzheimer's and related dementias could increase more than sixfold, from fewer than 200,000 today to as many as 1.3 million by 2050. Latino life expectancy will increase to age 87 by 2050, surpassing all other ethnic groups in the United States. Alzheimer's disease is a degenerative brain disease and the most common cause of dementia. Dementia is characterized by a decline in memory, language, problem-solving and other cognitive skills that affects a person's ability to perform everyday activities. This decline occurs because nerve cells, neurons, and parts of the brain involved in cognitive function have been damaged or destroyed. In Alzheimer's disease, the damage and destruction of neurons eventually affect other parts of the brain, including those that enable a person to carry out basic bodily functions such as walking and swallowing. People in the final stages of the disease are bedbound and require round-the-clock care. Alzheimer's disease is ultimately fatal. Change in indices of distress among Latino and Anglo-female caregivers of music, art, and recreational therapies in the treatment of behavioral and psychological symptoms of dementia. Pictures that bring back memories are another excellent aid to the reminiscence process. Photographs of family and Friends and anything else in one's personal history are obvious choices, but any picture that elicits a memory of something in the past is beneficial. Music, music therapy, is one of the most popular and effective ways to stimulate reminiscing. A song might trigger memories of things a person was doing 40, 50, or even 60 years ago. He might relive a date that he was having with a girl that would later become his wife, or remember high school days and school dances. That is the essence of reminiscing. It not only exercises the brain's memory mechanism, reminiscing also provides positive emotional feedback, 
which improves the quality of life. Petter Janata at the University of California has found a direct neurological connection between music and the memories that the music triggers. Music causes activity in the same part of the brain in which the corresponding memory is processed. Get to know some about the Latin music and the famous artists that performed it. Ray Barreto, April 29, 1929, was an American Grammy Award-winning Latin jazz musician of Puerto Rican parents. Barreto, whose surname is really Barreto. A mistake at the time Ray's birth certificate was filed gave his last name. Its formal spelling, was born in New York City. His parents moved to New York from Puerto Rico in the early 1920s, looking for a better life. He was raised in Spanish Harlem and at a very young age was influenced by his mother's love of music and by the jazz music of musicians such as Duke Ellington and Count Basie. In 1949, when Barretta returned home from military service, he started to visit clubs and participated in jam sessions, where he perfected his conga playing. On one occasion Charlie Parker heard Barretto play and invited him to play in his band. Later, he was asked to play for Jose Corbello and Tito. Puente, for whom he played for four years. Barreto developed a unique style of playing the conga and soon he was sought by other jazz band leaders. Latin percussionists started to appear in jazz groups with frequency as a consequence of Barreto's musical influence. After recording a number of albums for the United Artists label, Barreto joined the Fania record label in 1967, and his first recording for the new Label was the 1968 album Acid, an experiment joining rhythm and blues with Latin music. The album contained the song A Deeper Shade of Soul, which was sampled for the 1991 Billboard Hot 100 No. 21 hit Deeper Shade of Soul by Dutch band Urban Dance Squad. During this period, Ad Alberto Santiago was the band's lead vocalist. In 1972 Barreto's Que Viva La Musica was released. Cosinando, a track from the album, opened the soundtrack of the Fania All Stars film or Latin thing in which Barreto had a role. In 1973 Barreto recorded the album Indestructible, in which he played La Familia, a song written by Jose Corbello in 1953 and recorded by the Sonero. Carlos Argentino with the Cuban band Sonormate and Sertito Allen joined as new vocalist. Ernesto Antonio Tito Puente, April 20, 1923, was an American musician, songwriter and record producer. The son of native Puerto Ricans Ernest and Arcelia Puente, living in New York City's Spanish Harlem community, Puente is often credited as the musical Pope, El Rey de los Timbales the king of the timbals, and the king of Latin music. He is best known for dance-oriented mambo in Latin jazz compositions that endured over a 50-year career. He and his music appear in many films such as The Mambo Kings and Fernando Truba's Kale 54. He guest starred on several television shows, including Sesame Street and The Simpsons two-part episode Who Shot Mr. Burns? Tito Puente was born on April 20, 1923, at Harlem Hospital Center in the New 
York Borough of Manhattan. His family moved frequently, but he spent the majority of his childhood in the Spanish Harlem area of the city. Puentes. Father was the foreman at a razor blade factory. As a child, he was described as hyperactive, and after neighbors complained of hearing seven-year-old Puente beating on pots and window frames, his mother sent him to 25-cent piano lessons. By the age of 10, he switched to percussion, drawing influence from jazz drummer Gene Krupa. He later created a song and dance duo with his sister Anna in the 1930s and intended to become a dancer, but an ankle tendon injury prevented him pursuing dance as a career. When the drummer in Machido's band was drafted to the army, Puente subsequently took his place. During the 1950s, Puente was at the height of his popularity, and helped to bring Afro-Cuban and Caribbean sounds like Mambo, Sun, and Cha-Cha-Cha, to mainstream audiences. Puente was so successful playing popular Afro-Cuban rhythms that many people mistakenly identify him as Cuban. Dance Mania Possibly Puente's most well-known album, was released in 1958. Later, he moved into more diverse sounds, including pop music, bossa nova and others, eventually settling down with a fusion of Afro-Cuban and Latin jazz. In 1979, Puente won the first of five Grammy Awards for the album's A Tribute to Benny Moore, on Broadway, Mambo Diablo, and Gozami Timbal. In 1990, Puente was awarded the James Smithson Bicentennial Medal. He was also awarded a Grammy at the first Latin Grammy Awards, winning Best Traditional Tropical Album for Mambo Birdland. Ursula Hilaria Celia de la Caridad Cruz Alfonso, also known by her stage name. Celia Cruz, October 21, 1925 was a Cuban singer of Latin music. The most popular Latin artist of the 20th century, she earned 23 gold albums and was a recipient of the National Medal of Arts. She was renowned internationally as the Queen of Salsa, La Garaca de Cuba, as well as the Queen of Latin Music. She spent much of her career work her Silla Hilaria Celia de la Caridad Cruz. Alfonso was born on October 21, 1925 in the diverse, working-class neighborhood of Santos Suarez in Havana, Cuba, the second of four children. Her father, Simon Cruz, was a railroad stoker and her mother, Catalina. Alfonso was a homemaker who took care of an extended family of 14. While growing up in Cuba's diverse 1930s musical climate, Cruz listened to Many musicians who influenced her adult career, including Fernando Colazo, Abelardo Barroso, Pablo Cuevedo, and Arsenio Rodriguez. Despite her mother's opposition and the fact that she was Catholic, as a child Cruz learned Santeria songs from her neighbor who practiced Santeria. Cruz also later studied the words to Yoruba songs with colleague Mercedes de Valdez, an Akpan Santeria singer from Cuba and made various recordings of this religious genre, even singing backup for other female act ones like Candido Batista. Cruz's 1974 album with Johnny Pacheco, Celia E. Johnny, was very successful. 
and Cruz soon found herself in a group named the Fania All-Stars, which was an ensemble of salsa musicians from every orchestra signed by the Fania label. Owner of Via Records. With the Fania All-Stars, Cruz had the opportunity to visit England, France, Zaire, today's Dr. Congo, and to return to tour Latin America. Her performance in Zaire is included in the film Soul Power. In the late 1970s, she participated in an Eastern Airlines commercial in Puerto Rico, singing the catchy phrase inverted exclamation mark S.O.C.S. Voler. Celia Cruz used to sing the identifying spot for WQBA radio station in Miami. Formerly known as La Cubanisima I am the voice of Cuba, from this land. Far away I am liberty. I am WQBA, the most Cuban. Yo soy de Cuba, la voz. Distas de tierra ledge on the soil libertad, soy WQBA, Cubanizama. During the 1980s, Cruz made many tours in Latin America and Europe, doing multiple concerts and television shows wherever she went, and singing both with younger stars and stars of her own era. She began a crossover of sorts, when she participated in the 1988 feature film Salsa alongside Robbie Drago Rosa. In 1990, Cruz won a Grammy Award for Best Tropical Latin Performance Ray. Barreto and Celia Cruz Ritmo in El Corazon. She later recorded an anniversary album with Sonora Matanzra. The Spanish-language television network Telemundo produced and aired a tribute special honoring Cruz, Celia Cruz. Azucar. It was hosted by American singer Mark Anthony and Cuban-American singer Gloria Estefan. It featured musical performances by various Latin music and Anglo performers including Victor Manuel, Paulina Rubio, Jose Feliciano, Millie Quezada, Los Trio, Estefan, Patti LaBelle, Arturo Sandoval, Anna Gabriel, Gilberto Santa Rosa, Tito Nieves, Alberta, Johnny Pacheco, Alicia Villarreal, Olga Tenen, Mikey Perfecto, Jose Alberto El Canario, Rosario Luis Enrique, Anthony, and Gloria Gaynor. Fania Records was a New York-based record label founded by Dominican-born composer and bandleader Johnny Pacheco and Italian-American lawyer Jerry Masucci in 1964. The label took its name from an old Cuban song by the singer, Reynaldo Bolano. Fania is known for its promotion of what has become known as salsa music. The label started out as a small venture, but gained popularity. After the success of its first official record, Pacheco's Canonizo, leading to the expansion of its talent base. Among Fania's signature stars are Willie Colon, Celia Cruz, Larry Harlow, Ray Barreto, Ralphie Pagan, Louis Paracortes, Bobby Valentin, Ruben Blades, Hector Levo, Gio Feliciano, Ad Alberto Santiago, Ishmael Miranda and many others. The second album released under the Fania imprint was Larry Harlow's 1965 Heavy Smoking, the record's modern take on traditional Afro-Caribbean music served as the template for what soon would come to be known as the Fania sound. In 1968, Pacheco created a supergroup known as the Fania All-Stars. 
that brought together the elite of salsa musicians and singers for joint performances and recording. The Fania All-Stars were Fania's best-selling band, outlasting the label itself. They made their debut at the Red Garter Club located in New York's Greenwich Village, but it was their 1971 performance at the Cheetah, a club in Midtown Manhattan, which became legendary. Larry Harlow was chosen by Jerry Masucci to produce the band's records while Pacheco acted as director on stage. The Fania All-Stars were filmed for the documentary Our Latin Thing released a year later. Leon Gast, the Academy Award-winning director of When We Were Kings film The Fania All-Stars 4. The documentary Our Latin Thing released in 1972. The first vocalist that Recorded as a soloist was Cuban Sonero Monguito. As of 2007 all that is left is Larry Harlow and the Latin legends of Fania. Antonio Carlos Brasileiro de Almeida Jobim, January 25, 1927, also known as Tom Jobim, Portuguese pronunciation, was a Brazilian songwriter, composer, arranger, singer, and pianist-guitarist. He was a primary force behind the creation of the bossa nova style, and his songs have been performed by many singers and instrumentalists within Brazil and internationally. In 1965 his album Gix Gilberto was the first jazz album to win the Grammy Awards for Best Album of the Year. It also won Best Jazz Instrumental Album, Individual or Group and Best Engineered Album, Non-Classical. The albums Single Garoduna Ipanema, The Girl from Ipanema, one of the most recorded songs of all time won the record of the year. Jobim has left a large number of songs that are now included in jazz and pop standard repertoires. The song Garoduna Ipanema has been recorded over 240 times by other artists. His 1967 album with Frank Sinatra, Francis Albert Sinatra and Antonio Carlos Jobim was nominated for Album of the Year in 1968. Xavier Cugat Catalan January 1, 1900 was a Spanish-American bandleader and native of Spain who spent his formative years in Havana, Cuba. A trained violinist and arranger, he was a leading figure in the spread of Latin music. In United States popular music, he was also a cartoonist. In New York, he was the leader of the resident orchestra at the Waldorf Astoria before and after World War II. The personal papers of Xavier Cugat are preserved in the Biblioteca de Catalunya. Cugat was born as Francisco de Asis Javier Cugat Mingal de Bruy Gilafu. Catalan, Francesc de Sis Xavier Cugat I Mingal de Bruy Gilafu, in Girona, Catalonia, Spain. His family immigrated to Cuba when Xavier was five. He was trained as a classical violinist and played with the orchestra of the Teatro Nacional in Havana. On July 6, 1915, he and his family arrived in New York City as immigrant passengers on board the SS Havana. Cugat appeared in recitals with Enrico Caruso, playing violin solos. Hollywood and New York in the late 1920s, as sound began to be used in films. Cugat put together another tango band that had some success in early short. Musical films. 
and by the early 1930s, he began appearing with his group in feature films. His first notable appearance occurred in 1942, in the Columbia production You Were Never Lovelier with Rita Hayworth, Fred Astaire, and Adolf Menju. Most of his subsequent movies were made at Metro-Goldwyn-Meyer Studios, including Weekend at the Waldorf, 1945, Holiday in Mexico, 1948, A Date with Judy, 1948, Luxury Liner, 1948, and the Esther Williams musicals Bathing Beauty, 1944, this time for Keeps, 1947, On an Island Fault with You, 1948, and Neptune's Daughter, 1949. In 1931, Cougat had taken his band to New York for the 1931 opening of the Waldorf Astoria Hotel, and he eventually replaced Jack Denny as the leader of the hotel's resident band. For 16 years, Cougat helmed the Waldorf Astoria Hotel's orchestra, shuttling between New York and Los Angeles for most of the next 30 years. One of his trademark gestures was to hold a chihuahua while he waved his baton with the other arm. Puerto Rican iconic artist Jacobo Morales does a wonderful job of portraying the Alzheimer's ill patient and Jorge Castro plays his son. In real life, Victor Manuel's brother Hector takes care of his father. The scenes and lyrics portray the day-to-day -day challenges of those trapped within due to the illness. The video was directed by Israel Lugo. Victor Manuel in the Algo Lopeso Mijero video. Salsa star Victor. Manuel starts the video with his personal story of his dad's Alzheimer's. The cases of Alzheimer's disease are increasing every year. The current estimate is that by 2050, the incidence of Alzheimer's will triple from what it is today. That means that one of every 85 persons worldwide will be living with the disease. Like in Victor Manuel father's case as well as in my mother's case, the estimate is that 43% of prevalent cases will require a high level of care. I join many others in congratulating Victor Manuel for bringing awareness to such a terrible disease. Every Saturday at Casa Maravilla, a housing development for seniors in Chicago, dozens of older Latinos gather to dance and, they hope, help preserve their memory. At twice weekly practices, they step in sync and promenade like moves to dance in the slow and elegant musical genre that's popular in Mexico. Or, they swish their hips and twist through each other's arms to more energetic salsa. The dancers are part of the Latino Alzheimer's and Memory Disorders Alliance. Orlando, which started Bailando por la Salud, Dancing for Health, to inspire Latinos who are uncomfortable with other forms of exercise to get fit and healthier which in turn may help stave off Alzheimer's and other memory loss conditions. People come here to dance and they are also getting their exercise in a way that they feel is culturally relevant to them. They feel good, and they interact with each other, says a Lambda executive director, Constantina Mizzies. Every Saturday at Casa Maravilla, a housing development for seniors in Chicago. Dozens of older Latinos gather to dance and, they hope, help 
preserve their memory. At twice weekly practices, they step and sink in. Promenade like moves to dance in the slow and elegant musical genre that's popular in Mexico. Or, they swish their hips and twist through each other's arms to more energetic salsa. The dancers are part of the Latino Alzheimer's and Memory Disorders Alliance, or Lambda, which started Bailando por la Salud, dancing for health, to inspire Latinos who are uncomfortable with other forms of exercise to get fit and healthier which in turn may help stave off Alzheimer's and other memory loss conditions. People come here to dance and they are also getting their exercise in a way that they feel is culturally relevant to them. They feel good, and they interact with each other, says a Lambda Executive Director Constantina Mizzies. Law stands in Pilsen, a group of senior citizens who dance traditional 1940s-style Cuban dancing, perform at Cosa Maravilla in Chicago. Los Danzineros Pilsen, a group of senior citizens who dance traditional 1940s-style Cuban dancing, perform at Cosa Maravilla in Chicago on January 31, 2014. The group meets every week to dance and have fun. They believe that dancing helps them and other senior citizens in combating Alzheimer's disease dementia and hypertension. Carlos Javier Ortiz, NBC News. The Alzheimer's Association of America calls Alzheimer's a looming yet unrecognized crisis in the Latino community. Alzheimer's affects Latinos in greater numbers than the general population and the number of Latinos with the condition could grow by 600% by 2050, the association says. New research suggests that Mexican-Americans the country's largest group of Latinos develop risk factors that could lead to Alzheimer's as early as a decade sooner than others. So getting the population in better shape could help not just their hearts, but their minds. These are stark findings. The risk factors for memory loss may be different. For Mexican-Americans, said Dr. Sito Bryant, interim director of the Institute for Aging and Alzheimer's Disease Research at the University of North Texas Health Science Center. O'Brien and his team of researchers studied 1,500 Mexican-Americans who were already participating in clinical or community studies on aging. They found that factors such as education level, depression and diabetes were important considerations into whether the participants developed mental impairment and Early Stages of Alzheimer's Alzheimer's affects Latinos in greater numbers than the general population. And the number of Latinos with the condition could grow by 600% by 2050, the association says. Juan Manuel Martinez, 74, had a daily reminder for years of what Alzheimer's can do to one's brain function. Martinez, who arrived in Chicago as a young man from Aguascalientes, Mexico, spent several years caring for his mother, Luz Maria Gutierrez. She suffered the effects of Alzheimer's for nearly a decade before passing away at age 86. The experience led him to the Lambda dances. He has enjoyed them so much that he and his wife of 46 years, Consuelo, became Lambda dancing instructors. I don't have any symptoms of Alzheimer's, but I wanted to make sure that I
did everything I could to stay physically and mentally fit, just in case, he said. I don't have any symptoms, of Alzheimer's, but I wanted to make sure that I did everything I could to stay physically and mentally fit, just in case. Danzen is an elegant way of keeping fit both physically and mentally. We get together and interact. We have fun. We exercise, he added. Research has suggested higher incidences of cardiovascular diseases and other risks, such as diabetes may play roles in the effect of Alzheimer's in the Latino community. If we can prevent some of those risk factors by educating the community about a healthy diet and healthy lifestyle, then that is progress, said Mizzies, the daughter of Greek and Mexican immigrants. But it's not just enough to tell people that they need to have a healthy diet and have an active lifestyle, she said. We also have to look at how it works for our culture. We have to do what makes them comfortable, or they won't do it. Mexican Americans are nearly twice as likely as non-Hispanic whites to be diagnosed with diabetes and 50% more likely to die from the disease compared to their non-Hispanic white counterparts, according to the U.S. Department of Health's Office of Minority Health. The costs for caring for Alzheimer's patients is high $203 billion in 2013 and expected to jump to a staggering $1.2 trillion in less than four decades, including a 500% increase in Medicare and Medicaid spending, according to the Alzheimer's Association. O'Brien said while the early onset of cognitive impairment was the scariest finding of his ongoing research, the early appearance also means the disease can be identified and treated sooner. Treatment could be different for Mexican Americans as we further understand the risk factors, Latinos waltz toward off Alzheimer's. Did you know that the numbers of Latinos living with Alzheimer's disease are much greater than those of the general public? According to the Alzheimer's Association of America the number of Latinos with the condition could potentially grow by 600% by 2050. Latinos are finding new ways in which the elderly who are living with this disease can keep their bodies and minds active. The Latino Alzheimer's and Memory Disorders Alliance, or Lambda, started the program Bailando por la Salud, Dancing for Health. They did this because many folks who are living with Alzheimer's are uncomfortable with other forms of exercise. These folks get together twice a week to step in sync in promenade-like moves to danzen, a very popular genre of music in Mexico. People come here to dance and they are also getting their exercise in a way that they feel is culturally relevant to them. They feel good, and they interact with each other, says a Lambda Executive Director Constantina Mizzies. This offers Latinos who are living with Alzheimer's the ability to enjoy music that is culturally relevant to them but also to get substantial exercise that helps keep them fit and in motion. Clásicos por los clásicos. Social by cultural gathering sessions for persons with memory loss, mild cognitive impairment, early Alzheimer's, or other dementia and their family relatives. Activities include Latino memory games. Zumba. Yoga. 
Charles. Music Therapy. As we all know from hearing that song associated with a first love or leaving home for good, music is profoundly linked to personal memories. In fact, our brains are hardwired to connect music with long-term memory. Even for persons with severe dementia, music can tap deep emotional recall. For individuals suffering from Alzheimer's, memory for things names, places, facts is compromised, but memories from our teenage years can be well preserved. Favorite music or songs associated with important personal events can trigger memory of lyrics and the experience connected to the music. Beloved music often calms chaotic brain activity and enables the listener to focus on the present moment and regain a connection to others. Persons with dementia, Parkinson's and other diseases that damage brain chemistry also reconnect to the world and gain improved quality of life from listening to personal music. Favorites Ahead of World Alzheimer's Day on September 21st, Victor Manuel premiered his new Singles AKS does it on iTunes Friday. The proceeds for the track will go towards the Foundation de Frente al Alzheimer in Puerto Rico, an organization that helps Alzheimer patients who don't have enough resources to pay for treatment or medication. Five years ago, Daisy Duarte's mom started acting a little differently. Her mother had just lost her job, and the family thought it might be depression. But one night, Things got a lot more serious and then they learned the diagnosis, early onset Alzheimer's disease. According to the Latinos Against Alzheimer's Network, the number of Latinos with Alzheimer's will grow by well over 600% to 1.3 million by 2050. Daisy realized there was a good chance she might carry the gene to listen to Daisy's story about her mom and getting tested for the disease herself. Seniors dance to curb Alzheimer's. Studies suggest that the Latino population faces a higher risk for Alzheimer's disease than others. But, staying physically active can help ward off symptoms. Getting in better shape through regular exercise, like dancing, can help seniors keep their bodies fit and their minds sharp. The causes of Alzheimer's disease are not yet fully understood among scientists but it is thought to be a result of a combination of genetic lifestyle and environmental factors. Though, researchers have recently linked Alzheimer's to certain health conditions, including diabetes, obesity, heart disease, high blood pressure and stroke, all of which are more prevalent among the Latino population in the United States. The Impact of Alzheimer's on the Latino Population the Alzheimer's Association reports that Latinos are 1.5 times more likely to develop Alzheimer's than other ethnicities, and they are less likely to be diagnosed. Today, around 200,000 Latinos in the U.S. are reported to have Alzheimer's disease, with that number reaching 1.3 million by the year 2050. According to the New York Times, experts point to a number of reasons why. Latinos are predisposed to conditions that may lead to Alzheimer's. Financial and language barriers prevent some Latinos from seeing a doctor, which delays a diagnosis. Cultural adjustment for Latino immigrants and education level are also factors. 
fitness and dancing curbs Alzheimer's. Exercise is essential to staying healthy, both physically and mentally. A. Recent study from the University of Maryland demonstrates that exercise improves the efficiency of brain activity associated with memory. Even among seniors already dealing with mild cognitive impairment, moderate exercise that stayed within the recommended guidelines for older adults enhanced brain function and memory over the course of just a couple of months to inspire Latinos to get more exercise and stave off memory loss. The Latino Alzheimer's and Memory Disorders Alliance, Lambda, in Illinois created a dance program called Danzin, a popular musical genre in Cuba, Mexico and Puerto Rico. Danzin improves fitness and memory. Lambda developed its Danzin program to give Latinos a culturally relevant form of exercise that they would be comfortable doing. Danzin offers seniors the chance to make promenade-like moves to slow, elegant music, or they can salsa. Two more energetic songs. Dancing is good for seniors because it provides physical exercise and a mental workout. Seniors memorize dance moves and plot their steps on the dance floor, all while working with a partner. Having that opportunity to get together and socialize also contributes to memory and overall health. In Chicago, Lambda Danzen classes are hosted at Casa Maravilla, a housing development for seniors. Some niche senior living communities may provide seniors dance programs designed to encourage regular exercise. Seniors might also try community-based dance companies and classes offered through local organizations, schools and churches, dance schools and dance. Halls often hold social dances open to the public. Of course, fitness centers have their share of exercise and dance classes that seniors can try. Dancing boosts seniors' health. Danzen, ballroom, square dancing, tap, or jazz, dancing helps boost a seniors' fitness level and memory. So, find a partner and take a spin on the dance floor. Whether you have two left feet or glide like Fred Astaire, you are sure to have a fun time and make some great memories. Growth of the oldest old population longer life expectancies and aging baby. Boomers will also increase the number and percentage of Americans who will be among the oldest old, individuals age 85 and older. Between 2012 and 2050, the oldest old are expected to increase from 14% of all people age 65 and older in the United States to 22% of all people age 65 and older. 178 This will result in an additional 12 million oldest old people individuals at the highest risk for developing Alzheimer's. In 2016, about 2 million people who have Alzheimer's disease are age 85 or older, accounting for 37% of all people with Alzheimer's. When the First wave of baby boomers reaches age 85. In 2031, it is projected that more than 3 million people age 85 and older will have Alzheimer's. By 2050, as many as 7 million people age 85 and older may have Alzheimer's disease, accounting for half, 51%, of all people 65 and older with Alzheimer's. P. 
PSS is one of two non-profit organizations the other one is Sunnyside. Community Services, SCS, recently awarded a five-year, $15 million grant by the Alzheimer's Caregiver Support Initiative, a program created by Gov. Andrew Cuomo to help the thousands of caregivers aiding Alzheimer's and dementia patients in New York's five boroughs. The directors of both organizations explained that the services and professional assistance offered by them may help Latinos especially, as they are the group most affected by mental health problems. Still, many patients choose to stay at home and face diseases alone with their families. In the Hispanic community, we are always taught that everything stays in the family and that relatives are our main source of support. However, caregivers should not be doing this alone when we can help them, said Shiv Noboa. Program Director for the SCS's Karen YC Caregiver Support Services. Another cultural characteristic keeping Hispanics away from these services is the tendency to believe that dementia is a normal part of growing old. Caregivers usually do not seek help during the early stages of the disease. And Latinos frequently assume caring for their aging parents or grandparents as a responsibility, not as a burden. What we are trying to do through Karen YC is to get caregivers to come and receive services sooner, since it's known that people with Alzheimer's or Dementia are better off getting help early on to prevent the disease from advancing.